What is up? Happy Thursday. Welcome back to the Culture and Cannabis Podcast. I am one of your hosts, full-time Tony, here with my guy, Jeffrey Coates. What's up? What's up? What's up? How are we doing, sir? Amazing. Incredible. Uh, we just got done. We just got back from LA, which we'll talk about later at the end of the show. We got a lot of exciting stuff. Um, but today we have an incredible guest, um, someone who we just recently met on an a new app called Clubhouse. Uh, but I'll let him do his own introduction. We got Scott. What's going on, Scott? Str strategic Scott. What's Strategic good? Scott. What's up, What's G? Up, How we folks? doing? You know, man, it's been a rough week, but you know I'm uh, staying focused and trying to uh, fight through uh, fight through any negativity and just kind of reach my goals. You know how it goes. Yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it, man. Um, so you know, give a quick background on who you are, what you do in the industry, uh, where you're from. I mean, you're, you're coast to coast, Scott. You're you know you're so many different things to so many different people. So let's dive into it real quick. Um, yeah, I guess kind of. Specifically to the industry, my main focus has been kind of working on event sponsors here in Colorado and uh, doing a lot of product placement, um, things like this for events like the 420 Festival, um, uh, also my 420 tours, I worked a lot, kind of curating a couple of their new experiences with um, uh, cushion candies and um, just plugging in sponsors to a lot of their inventory um, on different classes and experiences of my 420 tours and done a lot of product placement at action sports events like the x games and aspen and uh, a bunch of other fun kind of behind the scenes things but mainly i've kind of cut my teeth in sponsorship sales vendor booth um kind of selling those types of um, activations and uh yeah it's been a lot of fun and then once COVID happened i kind of uh you know, didn't really know what to do. There was no events. So I um, started a, a very small, modest blog. I don't want anyone to think that, you know, I'm high times or anything. I don't ever claim to be that. Um, but, you know, we started a, a small blog and we've gotten some, you know, decent traffic. And, and then uh, we're focused on global cannabis news, product reviews, creative spotlights. And then we're, uh, we just released our own um, line of CBD bath bombs and um, dropping some face masks actually uh, next month. So Pretty, uh, pretty stoked on uh, on the products, and we're gonna kind of be switching everything from a content-driven platform to really an e-com-based um, site to really uh, kind of drive sales and, and revenue nice. for for the business. Man, you, you, I mean, you sound like an entrepreneur over there. Yeah, you sound like someone that likes to move and shake. Here's the, here's the thing. So, like, all right, so you're you're selling you're selling event sponsorships that the covid happens and boom you, you gotta you gotta make some pivots right and a lot of people didn't really make any pivots a lot of people just was like it's covid so i guess i'm just gonna pull the covers up right and um you know not do anything right just collect my my unemployment but i know a, a lot of those opportunities you know what i mean it destroyed a lot of people but like uh, some people were able to pivot and you went you went straight into kind of like a content uh model thing right so like you're at home right let's explain that that jump from the the covid business to this full-fledged you know monster that you're building now how does that happen yeah i mean it's it's you know, it's definitely been an investment. Um, you know, I took on a couple side projects. I, I white labeled some geofencing kind of advertising to a couple clients. And uh, yeah, so I made like, I did a couple kind of side one-off projects. And then, uh, yeah, I just took that money, reinvested it. Um, I haven't made any money um, from the content driven side of things. Um, and then I, I finally got an investor. Um, the investor gave me some money to white label the products and uh, that's kind of where our revenue stream has been coming from. And I'm a, an affiliate with Greenlane now. We have a couple of uh, uh, vapor.com, um, 
and then also uh, Vibes Papers, we're an affiliate of. So we're reselling some products, um, you know, making commissions off of affiliate programs and then through the white labeling products that we have. So we're kind of just now started uh, over the last 30 days, kind of like starting to make money, um, you know, from the platform and not a ton of money, but we're definitely excited to be kind of, I just got into the CBD business accelerator and uh, also going to be, like I said, redoing the whole site to be more e-commerce focused. And yeah, so it should be pretty fun going, uh, moving forward. Nice. I mean, I love how you kind of like built it as kind of like a content platform, right? A place to get news, a, a place to kind of find out what's going on, highlights and all that stuff. And you got the traffic going on. You're like, hey, I think we can maybe offer something to this community, right? That they value. And then you started dropping in products. Is that kind of how it went? Pretty much. I got really lucky. The whole kind of just to be honest, like one of our writers, I have to give her a shout out, Lacey. She was I was told her I was like, Hey, I have this investor. Um, I'm thinking about white labeling some CBD products. She said you should do bath bombs. I'm like, good idea. I don't know if you guys can see this. <laughs> one of our boxes uh, right here. It's kind of nice. like that Tiffany's. Um, it's kind of a little damaged box, but you kind of get the idea of like that Tiffany's blue. Um, so I went for like that blue box. Nice. Blue box. And we were really trying to, uh, you know, and all the bath bombs were just dropped in like a little plastic bag and it just didn't really look good. So we put them in these boxes and I was just going to send them out to influencers and media. And uh, I put them online and people were responding really well. Like even my guy friends, like my one friend bought 20, uh, my other friend bought 10. I mean, like these guys are buying like, you know, I don't know who they're, I mean, I guess they're, they're we'll call it their family. But I feel like man, the one that bought 20, he definitely has like. 20 girlfriends so yeah <laughs> hey, hey and some, some of those ladies are killing it on the gram with the bath bombs you know what i mean it, it makes for great content right mm -hmm. you know bath, bathtub content yeah. you know it matters i'm excited so we do, we have the bath bombs and then uh we're, we're doing some uh cranberry bamboo 10 milligram um, face mask so pretty excited to uh to have the kind of a, a multiple product array we'll have four skews of different bath bombs oat milk and honey uh, lavender, eucalyptus, fresh cut roses. So we'll have a, you know, kind of a few skews. And I think with the face mask, the influencers even have more ability to create content. So that's kind of why I went with the face mask to also to, you know, roll out this influencer marketing campaign over the next kind of 90 days, probably once we get the new site up. Nice. Nice. Well, you know, Scott, I mean, I think you're really, you know, you're going to have a thriving business, obviously the news outlet and, and whatnot. And I think it's because, you know, you're so friendly. You talk to a lot of people, meet a lot of people. We met Scott on Clubhouse, yes, uh, which is a new social media app. Um, At one time, I thought Scott owned Clubhouse. I, I mean, it seems like he owns Clubhouse. <laughs> like, He's like the mayor of Clubhouse. Is he the mayor? Point. You guys are too nice. I'm, fucking, I'm, getting, uh, I'm getting impeached right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, so quickly describe what Clubhouse is, because I feel like you have a very good understanding of Clubhouse. And then let's drive, dive into like the drama that you're currently having on Clubhouse. Sure, I'd love to. Um, so Clubhouse, I'm going to like, you guys are in Vegas. So yes. you guys understand what the fuck a trade show is, right? Like you've yes. been to, you probably lost count of how many you've been to, right? Yes. So have I. <laughs> exactly. So you know how to bam, 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 bam. You know how to fucking, you know how to work that room, right? You know how to maximize value in, in a trade show environment, right? You, you would say guys like you understand that concept, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's my approach to, to clubhouses. I'm intentional with trying to extract value from these rooms and also give value where I feel necessary. And just my personality, I know I need to adjust my personality. I can be 
very direct and confrontational. And sometimes that rubs people the wrong way, um, more so than not. But people who understand that my intentions are just to extract value, bring the right types of people together for high level conversations, they understand my style. I know I need to work on it and be more empathetic for those who don't. But but yeah, so that's kind of been uh, my approach to Clubhouse is just extracting value. Um, and and I, can t- I can't tell you guys too much, but I'll be completely honest with you. Um, I'm getting paid to host uh, two 90-minute um, rooms on Clubhouse for some R&D. So, I mean, this is all just hey, came hey, about. Hey, it's, it's working it, out. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah it's, I mean, it's not a ton of money, but, you know, I'm uh, – I'm happy with what I didn't even I didn't even seek out the deal. They they approached me because they saw my style of directness and the way I kind of curate high level people. Like anytime I've ever seen you guys hop into a room, I've heard you both speak a couple of times. I'm like, bam, they need to get to this fucking stage immediately. And it's like I try to curate. There's a lot of people that are you know there for their own agenda, whether it be trying to go from the legacy market or traditional market into the you know regulated market. And, you know, also people that have been affected by the war on drugs, and rightfully so, they should have a voice. But if I'm moderating your room, that's not what I'm there for. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful or racist or anything like that. I'm just there intentionally, selfishly trying to attract value. um, And that's, you know, I'm trying to monetize my time. I, I mean, you guys have seen me spend an insane amount of time, insane amount of time on fucking Clubhouse. But I'm getting paid now to moderate a room. And probably sold, I don't know, close to 200, 200 probably bath bombs over the last month. I've been on Clubhouse for just about a month. So I sold about 200 of our bath bombs, and now I'm getting paid to moderate rooms. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's other people monetizing it, but, I mean, this is like – this is what I'm doing. Yeah, no, you're you're killing it, right? And uh, I, I I mean, just to attest to your point and to to kind of agree with what you're saying. I mean, you're you're you are a valuable player on Clubhouse, and especially like kind of that app in it in its infancy. Um, you know, I've been a public speaker. Tony's been a public speaker. We've done panels and stuff. But like when you first get there, you really don't know what the heck is going on, right? And it's been um, it's been nice to see other people, you know, kind of on the app longer. Um, you know, they kind of take a leadership role and kind of, you know, help moderate those rooms and, and keep the, the flow of the conversation going. And you do a great job with that. And I, I'm sure that's why, you know, you're getting paid over there. Thanks, man. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people who are like you guys, who are experienced professionals, like that understand. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not blind to the fact that I need to work on my communication style. Obviously, this isn't the yeah. first time that that's been like, brought up to me. Yeah. It's the smart I would Go say, ahead, though, sorry. I would say, though, like, we've been in some rooms together and, like, you know, you're very direct about, like, you know, hey, listen, you know, make it a quick intro, 30 seconds, and then let's open up for questions or let's talk about a subject, right? Which I think um, I appreciate the directness. I know you're – and I know you're from back east, so I'm guessing that's where it comes from. Um, and so it's just, like, I feel like there's a lot of people from the west coast on there that are, like, no, you know, no, bro, like, a lot yeah. more relaxed. So I'm guessing that's kind of where <laughs> you're feeling some shocked. of the hate from, bro. I mean, I brought it home to myself, you know, like, I, I know that I did, I created this, you know, drama that I'm going to we'll talk about, but my own fucking doing, but, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, uh, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm selfishly there with my own intentional reasons. Like I'm going to do an interview with you guys on my blog because now I'm on your podcast. That was one of the reasons why, that was my intentional reason of starting the room where all of this transpired from. So like, it's not rocket science. Like I'm not there, I'm not there to, uh, to hate on anybody's social equity issues. 
I, like if they're in the room and they want to talk about social equity, I just I want to hear solutions. I don't want to hear people talking in circles about all the problems and how the white man is you know to blame for everything. It's just like I grew up in the inner city of Baltimore. I was a minority where I'm from. I'm not like your average privileged white kid. Like people have this perception um, of the, because the you know the color of my skin that you know that I'm some privileged kid from the suburbs. I mean I I grew up with a lesbian mother. Um, I mean, I you know spent time with mostly with my grandma. I lived in group homes. Like I had a pretty diverse upbringing. And like if my grandma and my mom were alive now to hear me being called a sexist, it would be like they probably would would laugh. <laughs> yeah. So so let's dive into it. So let's talk about what happened. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys were around a few weeks ago. Um, we had a, a cannabis and e-commerce room. Were you guys in, in that room at all? I saw the room. I think uh, I, I was think I think, I think I might have dipped in and out of that room. Gotcha. So uh, Gary V happened to pop in, and oh, that's um, yeah. So previously to that, um, we ran into this girl who used to work at MedMen. Just since they've been calling me out, her name's Elizabeth. Um, so she used to work at MedMen, and she just feels like she's very entitled to have a voice in every room and talk about how amazing she was at MedMen. And, you know, personally, I feel MedMen, I mean, it's pretty obvious they failed. And, um, you know, a lot of the reason was behind some of their marketing strategies. I think they stole a post from Weed Feed, I heard. I mean, just so many issues. And um, she's just saying that she works at the marketing department, and I just, and just her whole attitude and the way that she was communicating in rooms, it rubbed me the wrong way. And I didn't, rather than saying what I wanted to say to her, I just removed her from the room because I was a moderator and that's my privilege. And so she's saying I abused my privilege and you know I should have removed her from the room. She messaged me telling me that she's going to report me to Clubhouse. So then I blocked her on Instagram. Um, fast forward earlier this week, I seen her, that girl in another room and uh, I removed her again. As soon as I saw her get on stage, I removed her from the room um, just because I didn't want to be around her. Several other people have had the same kind of feelings um, and we've talked about it privately. They don't like the way that she is aggressive. They don't like the way that she communicates. She's a know-it-all. And she's basically, she's just a snooty brat. I guess that's a nice way to put it without you know using any vulgar language. She's a <laughs> snooty brat, like a little child. And, um, and uh, yeah, so I removed her again. And then Sonia, um, who happens to actually be the publicist of my competitor, um, selling bath bombs, Kush Queen. So Sonia, who's the publicist of my one of my most relevant competitors, I'm, I guess feels threatened by me. And um, so her, so she spoke up and, and said, I'm basically expressing toxic masculinity by, you know, over speaking women and removing women from rooms. And um, then the next day they started this whole room, um, which, you know, probably gained a couple hundred people in it at one point for five hours talking about um, how I'm a sexist and I'm a racist. Everybody in Clubhouse who I've ever kind of overspoke or, um, you know, asked them to speed up their intro or kind of rub them in any way wrong whatsoever. And rightfully so. I, I'll give you an example. Penny, the chick from Michigan, she takes her bud tender's tips and donates them to charity. I don't know if there's, the tips are actually going to charity, but once she told, she told me that she was donating her tips to charity, I, some girl who was in the room said, are you hearing this right now? I was kind of like not really listening. So I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you got to go, lady. How much are you like? And then I called the dispensary because I was going to run an article on my web thread about, you know, how she's taking the butt tender's tips and donating it to so-called charity. And, uh, you know, I wonder what kind of person, what kind of car that lady drives. But that's another story. So I removed her from the room. And, you know, any of these people that I've, like, rubbed the wrong way, they kind of had a fuck Scott party. And um, 
but they, you know, made basically a bunch of people unfollow me. They reported me to Clubhouse. And uh, I shared a couple of the screenshots with you from people who were in that room who had my back. Yeah. There's plenty, there's plenty more where that came from that I shared with you guys. So I sent all of those screenshots to Clubhouse. I shared the timestamp of the room that they started. And uh, I also had a room the other day where I was able to kind of share my side of the story. So I shared that timestamp also with Clubhouse support. They, um, they did get me suspended for like 12 hours from hosting my own rooms. But once I shared all the information with Clubhouse directly with the support team and the, you know all the emails that I had from, from Clubhouse and I contacted the founders directly, I don't know if they saw it, but I did contact them directly. I contacted the support team, I contacted the suspension team and within 12 hours, all of their bullshit bogus claims Obviously, they can hear the way I'm. I, I'll say I'm probably an asshole and a dickhead, but I'm not a sexist, racist, feminist. Like those are mm -hmm. things that I'm definitely not. I'll say I'm probably an asshole and I need to work on my my dickheadness, but I'm certainly not a racist or a feminist. Like that's crazy. Stop being an asshole, Scott. Jeez, man. Just I'm trying. <laughs> I would. I would say though. I mean, Scott's effective. I mean, in the sense that uh, when I've hosted a room or been a moderator in a room, and Scott's been in there. I get a lot more followers when Scott's yeah. in there when when to when he's not in there, and yeah. so I get a ton I'm, of value out of the whole experience. Yeah, you, you know? could, yeah, because usually what Scott will do is, uh, which I enjoy, is that he'll he see people in, the, in that are just in the audience listening. He'd be like, no, 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 that guy has something good to say. Let's bring him up, and then yeah. they'd be like, like, oh shit, this guy's super dope. And then, um, like, uh, for example, Adam from New York, right? Yeah, from Greenland. Yeah, bro. That guy, I, when we got to talk to him, I, he just yeah. dropped so much fucking knowledge, and he was just listening in the audience for probably 20 minutes before you were like, oh, shit. Dude, I brought same thing. I brought. I saw Gary Vee creeping in the audience in the e-commerce and cannabis room. I plucked him from the audience. I stopped everything mid-fucking, mid-room, and I said, oh, shit, Gary Vee, get your ass up to the stage. And I was like, all oh, hyped and shit that he was there, and he was like, oh, you know, he was like into it. Like, cause, you know, he's really high energy, too. So that was, and he stayed for fucking forty five minutes, and, and and like that that, that that wouldn't have happened unless you had stopped the room to make it happen, right? Because maybe he got uninterested and he dips out. Exactly. I so mean, it's just people should, you know, maybe just be a little bit nicer when you tell people that you don't like them or you know you don't like what you have to say. <laughs> but keep doing you, Scott. Keep doing you, Scott. I need, I know that I do need to be more empathetic, and I do need to be more. Um, I need to choose my words better. I know that, but it's just like <laughs> all this clubhouses new, and I'm there like selfishly with my own intentions, and like I know other people have their intentions, and I just need to be more aware of that. And I'll say right now, live to anyone who's listening, if I've offended you, I am truly sorry, and it's not my intentions to hurt anyone's feelings. I just, you know, I'm there to extract value, give value that I can, and like I'm sorry if uh, my tactics have offended anyone. It's truly not my intentions. Definitely not my intentions. And I, I think I think as an outsider looking in, who have you've been with in rooms with you where you've been direct? I don't I don't I don't ever take it as um you're being malicious about it. I think it's a matter of like, all right, we really I'm selfish. got yeah. And but in the sense that like you know going back to the trade show model, it's like you're spending a lot of time on there, right? And the same idea like you're spending like a five hundred dollar ticket to go to MJ Business con you're there with a purpose you know what i'm saying so like if you're gonna waste you know 20 hours a day on on uh clubhouse exactly. you gotta, yeah you gotta you gotta really make it a purpose exactly and i think i feel like i've cracked the code and like i wouldn't say i figured it all out but like i'm fucking making money on this shit like i don't know i mean i'm sure other people are too but i'm doing it too like it's pretty wild to see i mean i'm not i'm not fucking getting rich but i'm monetizing it like and 
I know I know I can even do better once I but once I button up, you know, kind of my uh, my persona and attitude. If so many people are offended. Well, and, yeah. and, I, and I think that's key too, right? Like, and I mean, none of us are perfect at the end of the day, right? And, you know, we, we, at the end of the day, we are white, right? And like, listen, I, I, I came up in this industry with no money and, you know, not a lot of opportunity, I had to break through a lot, a lot of barriers, right? But at the end of the day, my, my skin is still white, right? And a lot of things are a lot easier for me. And I know how, especially in the cannabis industry, when the social equity, you know, topics come up and stuff like that, I have had to... You know, I just have to have more empathy for the situation, right? Because of what some other people have been through. And sometimes they're quick to judge me, right? And it like puts, it makes me feel like, you know, they're putting me in a wall, like I'm racist or stuff like this. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, instead of like, you know, coming back with like, you know, being defensive, right? I've, I've you know, and be like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not, because this is who I really am. Like, I've learned to like, you know, be empathetic of the other person that I'm actually talking to, right? Because like, if I'm sending the messages out, somebody else is receiving them, right? And so for that fact, right, I have to kind of like take, a, you know, take ownership of the messages that come out of my mouth, right? And how they affect other people. Um, and I think with, with what you're yeah. doing, right, you know, so, some of those lessons just, just makes us better, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've gotten into therapy. Like, I mean, I've been to a few therapy sessions on this app called Talkspace, and I mean, I you know, I need I need a you know, I, did, I need a lot of work. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not perfect, but um, yeah, like I said, I'm truly sorry if I've hurt anyone. It's definitely not my intention. It's like I'm you know, I'm just trying to monetize my time. Like I said, and I I can tell you this much: me being with someone or working with someone, it's only going to benefit them if they can understand my style of communication and my my tactics of you know, kind of the way I navigate. Um, it, it's it's only going to benefit in the long run. Like I'm not; my intentions are only to you know to maximize on opportunities and and uh, you know whether that be you know intrinsic value or monetary value. Like mm -hmm. that's my truly my my goals like i'm not i don't have any hidden agendas like with you guys i'm telling you like i'm gonna write an article about you on my website and that's why i'm here on this podcast we're doing a cross promotion trade for everyone who's listening like that's how all this came about like this wasn't me you know getting a chance to apologize publicly this has happened before any of this shit so yeah, I'm no, a hundred percent. Yeah, just just so everyone's uh, very clear, like he did not come on here to talk about Clubhouse. We came here to talk about him in the cannabis industry. It just so happens that right now Clubhouse is such a dominant social media force for the cannabis industry to make you know a, a great amount of network. You know, potentially get paid like Scott is. Um, and um, it's interesting because it's like this, you know, it's still in beta, right? So you have to you have to get invited to get in. So I just thought like it's been really interesting seeing people get on, and then like also like when when I see people on my contact list when they get on, I'm interested mm -hmm. to see who those people are. It's like yeah, oh, who's gonna try to get down on this, right? And um, and it's, yeah, it's man. definitely like a social you know like experiment, right? Because I mean, like we've all been to panels, we've all been to networking events, right? Like we've all been to public speaking events, but it's still at the end of the day, Clubhouse is that right but it's it's a little bit different too yeah. right and, and it's kind of like a live podcast like right now if people could comment on like what we're saying right now that's what that's what i feel like yeah it is and they then, can right yeah and then oh, yeah and then also I mean, they can they comment on facebook but i mean in the sense of like if they can verbally like say what they wanted to say because um those two things are very different right when you have time to think out uh good joke or like a good burn or whatever it's easy to write that out but when you're on the spot it's a lot more difficult 
Yeah, and like Instagram and like Facebook, right? Like most people's reaction to the messages that you put out is like they'll like it or they're heart it or they'll send like an emoji comment, right? Yeah. That's about as much reaction as you get. Yeah. But when you put out messages in Clubhouse, like people are reacting, they're telling you exactly what they think yeah. straight to your face, right on the bat, right? Yeah. So it's like it's like a completely different type of like you know social media. I'm gonna be interested to see how Clubhouse like evolves as an app, right? Because it's like what is version two and three and four and like how are they going to be able to like make money off the app and obviously it's like you know ads stuff of that nature mm. sponsored rooms um yeah. probably you know you're probably probably you know gonna sell time slots that have the highest amount of traffic on the app stuff of that nature but i'm just interested to see like what it evolves to i obviously like the profiles itself could become a lot more intricate um it, I, I think it'd be cool if you could save some of the talks Right, if there's a way that you could like, uh, you know, download it and put mm -hmm. it on your profile or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Scott? What do you think is like the next versions of Clubhouse? Let me ask you guys this: Would you pay nine ninety nine um, a month for Clubhouse? Probably. Yeah. Me too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you think they're gonna make it a a, a, a pay to play type of thing? I mean, that's like the most logical, right? Like it's that's the easiest, the easiest right? thing without, well, you, without well, like. I mean, out. the way that I think of it is like you know they're, they're building value with the user, right? So you let the user use it for free, so you have more users, so that creates more value for your, you know, your vendors or your advertisers, right? So I, I would be a little bit surprised if they put a price tag on it for the user right away. Um, but I, I definitely see them going in with a price tag on the advertisers really quick. Yeah, that's what I think. I I'm think gonna, go for it. No, sorry. Go ahead, Tony. I was, just gonna, I was just going to say, like, I could see it potentially doing both. Like, hey, it's 99 cents a month or mm -hmm. it's, a, you know, $2 a month, maybe mm -hmm. under five so that they can still build the value mm -hmm. because they are bringing a lot of value for the rooms that are there. And then, you know, they give free accounts to yeah. big influencers to go drop into mm -hmm. rooms, stuff of that or nature. Maybe it's free, but to get to click your own clubs or rooms, yes. it costs a little yeah. bit of money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, so I, I think that's probably the, another way to like, instead of like the whole subscription model, maybe it's like you pay for certain things. Like I have the Cannabis Industry Networking Club, hashtag Blue and Mary Jane. We have, I don't know, just under a thousand members. It grows about a hundred a day. I have like, I don't know, 3,200 followers or so that follow me. So I think that once you get larger followings and larger rooms, like you have this rooms that are structured, you'll be able to charge for, you know, different things on there. Like, you know, I don't know what it looks like, but I'd, I'll probably have, I don't know, maybe an hour show with different segment sponsors and kind of um, ways to monetize that way. So we'll, we'll have, you know, people who want to come up and, you know, maybe have a five minute discussion about their new vaporizer device or whatever it is. We'll kind of give them a platform and we'll figure out ways to basically create inventory um, advertising through clubhouse rooms. It's just about structuring that inventory and figuring out, um, you know, the right kind of uh, value to place on it so that you can kind of sell it to, you know, the potential sponsors and advertisers. Yeah, I think that's very interesting. And I, I, I think we'll definitely see that. How do you think that the, the like the founders of the app will, will, would think about like, you know, their users monetizing it on their side without them. You know, I mean, maybe they, they like it. Yeah. I mean, they love that. I mean, I haven't been into the last town hall, but I probably need to go into the next one. I'm, I imagine I've um, sent them so many emails this week. I probably on their <laughs> radar. So, uh, so yeah, they have town halls every Sunday, at like nine a.m. Um, East Coast time, I think something like that. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, they said that they want to allow 
um, influencers or, or really creatives as a whole to figure out ways to monetize it, whether that be through tipping. They had one room where the whole entire cast of the Broadway musical Lion King did a performance and they had their cash apps and things where people could tip them. So, um, you know, there's ways mm. that, uh, you know, that they're already planning on it. I think it's just a matter of they're in beta right now. And I don't know how many users there are. I think maybe just under 2 million the last time somebody, you know, they mentioned it, but I don't know how many users there are. And it's just, you know, you guys have been on the app. I don't know, maybe not as much as me, but it struggles sometimes when there's a lot of traffic. It says our servers are struggling. One time it crashed. I saw um, that. I was on yeah, that. I was on it. I was on it when it crashed, which was pretty yeah. nuts. Yeah. And there's, and I definitely, yeah. I definitely can, you know, can tell like the high surges. I, what do you think is like the high point of the day? I think like mornings and then right after work, right? Like or like uh, five o'clock, five o'clock West Coast time, eight o'clock East Coast time. After the fuck Scott party, it's hard to say. It was popping at like two thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'd say, uh, I'd say probably like what we're doing with some like R and D, you know, the stuff that I'm, I'm working on for a client. We're gonna do it at a three thirty Pacific time, and um, you know, we, we were gonna do it a little later, but I loaded. I noticed some of the more popular rooms get started like almost that Friday happy hour, just like going out for a drink, you know, it's the same type of thing. I mean, there's some more business related things that happen during the day, but then as the day goes on, there's more of those happy hour style rooms and a little bit more relaxed. So we're going to try to get some raw and honest feedback for, you know, for some, um, you know, opportunities that we have for a, a cannabis client and uh, just kind of have a natural conversation. We're not going to record it or anything, um, but yeah, just trying to get some honest feedback and uh, dialogue going. Um, so we're going to do that at like 3.30 in the afternoon, Pacific Standard Time. And I think that's probably a good time if you're looking to do, you know, something like that. But if you're looking to have like a, you know, a party, just think about it. It's just like, you know, the times of day you would have. It's just like, a you know, the tra a trade show, after party, trade show business. Same kind of thing here. I mean, it's no different. I mean, you guys are in Vegas. have been to probably more trade shows than me. So I don't have to explain this to you. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I just, I just like, I just like hearing what you have to say, Scott. I just yeah. like hearing. <laughs> Listen, Scott, uh, we're we got only got a, a couple minutes left. Um, I definitely want you to have you back on the podcast. Obviously, I feel like we're gonna do a lot of more stuff together. I feel like um, we have a lot of synergies, man. So um, excited to see where where your brand goes. Um, you know, can't wait to try the bath bomb and the face mask and see how that. Yeah. Please. Um, and, you know, can't wait to see you out here in Vegas so we can finally connect and put one in there. Before you go, please plug yourself. Tell people where they can find you, where they can find you personally, your brand, where can they can buy the CBD. You know, anything that you want to put out there, let's let's give it to them now. Yeah, no doubt. Check out uh, bloommaryjane.com. Um, you can check out my Instagram, at Strategic Scott. I'm kind of a little more active on there as we're a pretty kind of skeleton crew. Um, you know, with some freelance writers and looking to uh, bring in some PR strategists. But anyway, check out uh, at Bloom underscore Mary Jane. Um, that's Instagram, bloommaryjane.com um, and at Strategic Scott on Instagram. And again, I truly apologize if my uh, style of moderating on Clubhouse has affected anybody. And definitely not my intentions. I'm just there to kind of monetize my time, add value, bring the right high level people together together like you guys and, and uh, you know, do fun things like cross promotion interviews and uh, you know, host rooms where we're doing some R and D and just kind of uh, figuring out ways to navigate through. I know it's you know really new and so many people want a voice, and I hope to uh, eventually learn how to to be better and and show more empathy to those who uh, who I've affected. So again, I truly apologize, and I appreciate you guys having me on the show today. No, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you, brother.
Man, strategic Scott. Strategic bro. Scott. I, that was honestly a trip. Like low key, like I know he's been. He's like Clubhouse famous right now. I mean, he's he's I, he has a lot. He has like three thousand. Yeah. He's in the past me on Instagram. He's the notorious, the notorious mayor. Yeah, of Clubhouse. Yeah, I, yeah. We should honestly. His new nickname is Mayor Clubhouse. <laughs> um, but listen, we went to fucking L.A. these past yeah. couple days. How was yeah. that? California's amazing. Looks like we're gonna find a home there. Hopefully, dude. It looks like uh, we're gonna lock up a deal and what Mar end of March, beginning of I April. Mean, bring on the negotiation process. Yeah, let's right? let's like, get it started. It Hopefully, looks like it's gonna be pretty easy though. I, I feel like we're gonna you know get in, get in there. So California, we're coming online soon. Yes, S- Southern California. Southern California, and then we'll work our way up Central Valley, yeah. North California. Yeah, region by region. Region by region. But yeah, um, what else? What else we have going on? I mean, I'll know. be in Reno next week, actually. So I won't be yeah, here. You, you'll be in Reno. You so, won't be yeah, here. I will I'll, not be here. Uh, I'll so be here. I'll be, you'll be, we'll be remoting in. Nice. Um, we, I don't we, know where we, I'll be at. We got Chronic to wear next next week. Uh, I'm missing Chronic to wear. Yeah. So that's going to be doing. Dang it. Oklahoma's amazing. I thought he was coming not this. I thought he was coming in two weeks from now. I don't know. It could be. I have to check, <laughs> don't, I have to check don't, the calendar. Don't, don't scare <laughs> me like that, bro. Do not scare me like that. Okay. Well, um, that's great. Next week, I'll be in Reno. So if anyone's up there that wants to connect, please let me know. We're going to be producing some con- I'm going to be producing some content. I've been trying to get Chuck to come, but he's telling me now. Maybe if I show him this video, he might come. <laughs> um, but other than that, I'm doing a couple pop-ups up there. So come check it out. Come get some free food. Come buy some weed. Um, what else? I mean, Oklahoma's amazing. We got uh, some fresh, yes, full flower drops coming out there um, in Oklahoma. So it's it's you know kind of phase two of some of our products getting dropped out there. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited. Um, um, we have uh, uh, products are rocking and rolling here in Nevada. Correct. Listen, three markets. It looks like we're going to be in before the first quarter of this year. Um, Hopefully, two more by the by the end of well, yeah, potentially by the end of Q1. Yeah, and that'll, that'll be basically five. ten. 11 markets to go. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. So, so we'll just keep rocking and rolling. But that's it. That's the podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Full-Time Tony, here with JC Coates. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.